Charge podcast by me, Ed Sugars, live from the Swoon Studio in Shanghai. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Dev Charge. I'm so charged up. Maybe that's like a <laughs> intro to wrestling or something. What, I know. What, is, what is that? I know. I grew up with that shit. I've, I've got an alternate intro to the podcast. Okay. Kevin says hi. <laughs> I was hanging out with Kevin, <laughs> and I, I I told him he's not seeing many people these days. <laughs> and uh, I said I've been talking to Jimmy. I've been seeing LJ. You know, oh, I'm going to do podcasts. So he said, Oh yeah, say hi to Jimmy. So oh yeah, say say uh, hi to LJ.、Oh, and then、nice. I'm talking to other people, and I said, Okay,、oh, I'll tell you、man. what. I'll just say hi to everybody for you on the podcast.、Oh, cool. So there you go. So Kevin, say hi, Every, everyone. Kevin says hi. <laughs> he misses you. I miss you, Kevin. Does he even listen to podcasts? I don't, I don't know. Think, I don't think so. Let me ask him、uh, next he, time. He reads a lot. I, maybe I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah.、Mm, okay. Maybe we should transcribe our podcast and let him read it. Podcast might be a bit newfangled. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that's well, a great think, word. That's a great、uh, word. If you transcribe the podcast, that's probably new. Transcribe the podcast. Yeah, I mean transcribe into letters. Yeah. You know, like there's a voice, de-、uh, voice detecting. Yeah, they can、shit. just like auto. That, that would be interesting if he likes to read, but people doesn't really want to read what I said. They, they want to hear what I said. Yeah, we 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 kind of have this kind of voice that is like has an ASMR kind of reaction. I think that's what I was talking about. That's what the word I was trying to think of the other week. Remember, like last week,、um, or, or it was either last week or two weeks ago. You said you don't get good goosebumps. Right. Oh get, yeah. Right. 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 You want to get bad ones from listening、yeah. to all the music, whatever that you have <laughs>、right. to suffer in various、yeah. places. I won't、and、call that ASMR for sure. Yeah, but it's the same.、Um, physio- the physiological reaction、uh, is probably, like similar, right? So,、um, well, not really. No. No. Well, the, no. No. Because you. When I feel like that kind of goosebump, it's not like the ASMR goosebump. I can、mm. I can, I can、uh, what separate it? Okay.、All、Because,、right. like, if you hear something bad, it makes your stomach, your guts clench. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got you. <laughs> And also, you're you you have that goosebump, or when you really want to take a shit. That kind of goosebump.、Uh-huh. Have you ever had that kind of goosebump before? Where like、uh, you, you have like a really bad diarrhea, and you're like, I can't、yeah. get through the bathroom in time. <laughs> 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 that kind of goosebump. If I had a better memory for those kind of events, I guess we could do a whole episode on them. But I don't. What on a diarrhea? <laughs> well, just in just in general. I, like I, I was listening to、um, a Malcolm. Gladwell's podcast. I I don't listen to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, but someone、uh, sort of fed his podcast into theirs. Okay. Because he because he'd done a podcast on how well you know, you've heard of Ma- Malcolm Gladwell, right? No. He's this, anyway, he's this writer that's written a lot of famous books、um, that you would have heard of some of them, maybe Blink, and then、um, he he's famous. He's the guy that's made the ten thousand hours rule famous. Yeah. You, I know the ten thousand hour rule. I don't know it was from him. Well, it's not exactly from him, but he's the one that popularized it more than anybody else. Because he's like a、um, his books are all bestsellers, right? So his right. books are huge bestsellers. I get Malcolm it. Gladwell. The point is, though, right?、Well. That you, given his subject, his work, and his attention to detail in his work, you wouldn't expect him to be someone that has such a bad memory. But it turns out that he has a very bad memory for his own personal history. Sure. So what he decided to do this podcast episode on、um, 
things from his past that he'd completely forgotten. So, for example, he has this assistant that's worked for him for years, and he has no memory of hiring her at all. And so he, <laughs> so he basically did a podcast where he sort of uh, interviews people from his past to find out what he did, what he himself did. I think he has like a, a, a what do you call like a light Alzheimer's, sim- like symptom of Alzheimer. Possibly. So like, I'm not that extreme, but I'm more towards that end of the spectrum in terms of uh, hiring people. No, in terms of remembering <laughs> my own personal history. I have, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't have a very strong memory for that kind of thing. I have a strong memory for other things, like what? Um. Random facts, you know, uh, actually, <laughs> tri- that trivial, idi- actually, idiot, actually, idiotic things. Actually, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, for sure. Phone numbers. <laughs> phone numbers. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. I, I just got a different kind of memory. Everybody has a different kind of memory, Could I think. Be. Could be. Hmm. Um, but um, last night, right, you know, I've we've like... S- both had uh, a lot on lately and I was like last night at Tabe East all night and so I had some time to try and uh, supposedly to try and think of uh, this episode it's the first chance I got to try and think of what to talk about this week okay. we sort of like promised that we might do a Northgate episode sometime soon but I haven't had time to research it <clears throat> so I was sat there thinking and and then um, and then I remembered that Casey had sent me an email after our last episode And he really enjoyed right. uh, the mythology episode. So, yeah. hey, a Casey. lot of people did. <coughs> yeah, thanks. Thank you for uh, listening. And he sent me something pretty cool to uh, read up on. It was basically a re- more or less it was a review in, of a book. It was it was um, an academic review of a book. Okay. Let's just say. And the book was about. It was related to what we were talking about. Mm. I think the book was called complexity theory and psychoanalysis for climate and crisis or something like that mm. sexy um, yeah <laughs> uh, but the complexity theory bit struck a chord because I don't know if you've heard of complexity theory not sure it's become this kind and of popular lightly. thing in the world right now to talk about to, to pursue intellectually Uh, there's a couple of podcasts that I've listened to, not religiously, but on it. Like, for example, there's one called Rebel, Rebel Wisdom, mm. although I um, don't particularly like the style of it in many ways, but they've had some interesting people on there. And then there's another one, um, Team Human, with uh, Douglas Rushkoff. Mm. Douglas Rushkoff's a fairly interesting dude. Um, complexity theory is basically... Um, It's trying to understand the world in terms of systems. It's related to systems in terms of systems that are not really under anybody's control. So, mm. um, sounds complex already. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's pretty difficult to get your head around. But basically, so self-organizing things. So you know how like um, you right. can. What f- so fractals are the uh, Mandelbrot series you basically start out with something very very simple and it repeats itself Just it just keeps on repeating itself and then you get a very very complicated thing and so you can also show mathematically that you can start off with this a very simple set of mm. logic rules 
and they will create something like fantastically complex on their own. True. And uh, you know, let's just say the, the the coronavirus is an example in, in a sense of this. Because, for example, in um, our um, like the coronavirus basically can overtake a, a a human cell, right? And it can the the in inside that. Um, like for example in in a human cell the, there might be a gene for encoding a particular protein in in all of the dna that we have and uh, what viruses do is that they invade our cells they invade the they chop up the D, our dna mm-hmm. and they get our our dna basically they get our cells right. to produce proteins um, for, for them for them yeah yeah so they um and they're very efficient so for example the one virus uh, gene can produce 30 different proteins mm-hmm. where, whereas a human gene only produces one right so it's like incredibly efficient uh, anyway it sounds like I'm getting off track uh, probably because I'm getting really really off track well um, but well let me ask you this what is the purpose of uh, the complexity <coughs> theory in the first place um, what's the purpose the purpose is to try and um, well the purpose of like complexity theorists people who pursue this level of thinking is to try and find a better way for us to understand the world and to direct our our lives because right now we're living in a world like postmodern world we have ideologies we have like uh, we have political theories we have democracy we have economic theories etc right. and all of them are like really failing um, to help us navigate mm. our, our to organize our societies, our, organize ourselves. Right. I, okay, that I understand. I'm I'm, as, I'm asking as you know, so people at home can be terrified. We are on the same page of yeah. why we have to talk about this well <laughs> theory in the first place. Okay. Basically, we're talking about it because uh, Casey sent me this thing, and it was like he he thought of it because of what we'd been talking yeah, about in our right. previous podcast. Yeah. Anyway, so I do have something like. <laughs> having listened to a few uh have having listened to a few podcasts on complexity theory the skeptic in me sort of thinks that um something like nietzsche said when he said like the poets muddy their water to mm-hmm. appear deep mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, part of me is skeptical <laughs> that it's just bullshit that they're like introducing lots of complexity so we won't be able to see that there's nothing there's nothing in there you, you might uh, but be that's on, just you might be right on a, on the money man i mean it's it's probably true you know because uh, nietzsche also said whoever knows he is deep strives for clarity whoever would like to appear deep to the crowd strives for obscurity mm. yep. uh, which okay. influenced me very much when i first read that because mm. it made it made it easy for me to dismiss things I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, and that's, well, that's the truth good. of it. That's, that's the truth of it. The truth of it is, uh, maybe that is the core of uh, postmodernism in a way. People dismiss things that they don't really understand, or maybe that's maybe that's the conservative way of thinking as well. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that is also the liberal way of not trying to understand and just trying to search for new things to replace the O, you mm-hmm. know, without any core or any foundation left. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's kind of interesting. For me, I, I don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, just like, it's just like a lot of things that we, we live upon as uh, seems to, you know, be complicated by our own self in a way. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Yeah. It's so materialized and or even not materialized. We can't be able to be still and see the clarity in our own self. Even mm-hmm. clarity we have to find a theory to support you know our way of thinking to be clear to oneself isn't it am i making sense um yeah like i'm talking to you and you 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 calling me bullshit about <laughs> clarity of myself you know like no you're not you know you're not mindfulness you're not you know you can't be that simple you start like questioning like it can't be that simple you gotta put all these things in into your box into my box mm-hmm. and all those kind of thing but that's that's just part of another theory yeah yeah well you you kind of predicted what i was gonna say uh next or soon which is yeah i me personally i do believe that understanding is is simple you know mm. well if you say like last week we talked about like the core beliefs mm. it should be that simple right so if core beliefs are that simple why is there a lot of complexity in you know in our society um hmm. which if the core belief is that simple which it is that simple we just can't really grasp the idea of simplicity in our core belief without finding well, a complexity theory to support our beliefs. Well, basically, you know, this is uh, the age-old idea that, um, you know, creation happens from a, just like a simple, uh, whether it's a big bang or whether it's a command from, you mm. know, the will of God or whatever it is, mm. creation happens from something like one mm. and simple, a singularity or whatever it is right. and becomes incredibly uh, diverse and various because because um, mm. this is this is the idea that you know from a simple rule whether it's mathematical or otherwise mm. let it l- just let it run on its own and it will produce di- diversity and complexity definitely l- l- you know look at organic chemistry you basically you start out with very very few ingredients in the sort of organic chemistry of the universe, yeah, right. stars produce a few molecules and they combine mm. under laws or just wh- however they, mm-hmm. w- whether they're laws written in stone or whether they're um, um, possibilities being explored. It just happens, right? Yeah. I mean, it, and then it becomes complex. Yeah, I but, mean. But the complexity is on the surface. Yeah. The depth is, the depth is, sim- the depth is simplicity simple in its in its essence or is it the other way around or is it the other way around mm. because you know a lot of time i think when we talk about last week about core relief being simple i think i i think we kind of stuck a core in something that i feel like it is true and most of the time now you know working with many people during this month of 
you know, change. You know, after Thailand has、uh, coming back to、uh, living that what's so called new normal, which they are not really living in a new normal at all. <laughs> it's just like semi old normal, <laughs> and it's just like it feel like people are finding theory or finding excuse to be asshole. People are finding excuses to be assholes. Yes, they're finding ways to be able to、uh, find something to support reasons to support their behavior that governs in 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 a source of not being nice to one another in a, in in another sense.、Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what people. That's what people love to. Use、yeah. their reason for that's one、yeah. of the favorite、right. uses for、yeah. reason that people、Definitely. find. You yeah, know, an excuse to so, be not nice to people. Yeah, so I think when we talk about nice, do you feel any complexity in that word? N- nice, the word、yeah. nice. Huh.、Um, because I don't, but I don't know. If, I'm asking you. I mean, because I don't feel like when you say nice, there's no complexity. Or skeptical in nice, because you you yourself know what nice is, but I don't know what nice to you is. Is simple or complex? I don't know. Like nice, a word like nice reminds me of that、uh, Jerry Seinfeld joke. You know, everybody's <laughs> always saying, "Take care, see you soon, take care." What they really mean is take off. <laughs> Hold on, that's not even the same take, word. Take, take care of yourself. It's, I it's won't because I won't not, be no, doing. No, no, no. This is not. No, you take it. You you <laughs> you steering it out I, I, <laughs> into、no. the wilderness here. I'm asking you the word nice. I know you're talking about the word nice, and I'm saying the word nice、so、is, is about it, is about as meaningful as the phrase take care. Like it, it could for you, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I, so I, if you next time you compliment a fucking food that this nice, you meant take it off, <laughs> take take this food off, or just like get this conversation over with. Is that <laughs> what you meant? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Well, you know, no, but nice is. I mean, come on, nice is one no, of those. No, but I'm just like, like no. You like try fun, to complicate things. Oh, nice. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, it could be. It could, nice can mean anything. It's like just a fill-in word. It doesn't have any like real meaning on its own. It's just oh nice. What depends? I nice, feel, nice. Shouldn't it? Well, nice shouldn't one, it, man. Yeah, why not? Bob Marley, nice one. Yeah, but why? Why not? Why? Why shouldn't it? Why do we have to complicate nice? Um. Who's trying to complicate nice here?、I'm、you, like, you try. It、okay, sounds、so. like you're trying to complicate. I'm asking you what you're feeling about. Do you feel any complex、uh, complexity in in the word nice? Even though you didn't answer, like, like straightforward, it seems like it's kind of complex to you. Which to me, when I when you say like the word nice, I can't think of any complexity behind it.、Mm. Uh, okay, so if someone says nice, generally, whatever you've said to them or shown them has only gone like. About a centimeter into their being, and not much deeper. Yeah, that's how I would say. Yeah, but why it should, you know, should, why why should it be any further or any well, less? Fair, I don't have a problem with people <laughs> saying nice. <laughs>、okay. I'm not like you know. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not the point. I'm 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 getting. I'm just the point of like, you know, it's it's the simple word of simple and and complex. 
and you see how the mind can you know like how the mind works in a way this is a glimpse of how our mind works mm -hmm. like you know we can't be complicated to uh, you know through a word or through our action right that's that's what complexity is and human are complex but I think we are struggling to be simple mm -hmm. we'd like to be simple we, yeah sadly yes sadly yes we want to be I mean the reason why I say sad because it shouldn't be that complicated to become simple mm. when people say simple minded it used to have like this negative effect like oh you're so simple minded but in reality now it's so hard to be simple minded you know mm -hmm. clear minded I mean yeah there's a relationship between well, all these since words. like people are putting so much value in the word simple being simple minded should be a good you know uh, another level of you know uh, great structure you know here we are talking we're, we're on a podcast we're talking now we're reasoning through things and that's exactly like the point I was coming to right. this, you know reason is always gonna bring us towards complexity even confusion because True. you know this um, like as I was just referring to to you, uh, Nietzsche and like the people who have people who know they are deep and whatever mm, whatever so mm. it's a little that takes me back to Jung Jung was very influenced by Nietzsche and you yeah, know he's sure. like delved into his Definitely. subconscious with his automatic writing thing he right. produced the red book which he kept secret and then mm. and then he basically said he spent the rest of his life trying to use um, you know clarity of thought and reason to bring this stuff from the up unconscious to the world mm. in the form of like scientific reason and right. that's 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 a difficult task. Uh, the, in other words, like to, to to see it with his like the depth of his being was um, it was immediate, and he he could appreciate it all on on a level that mm. is not communicable to others right. directly. Right. So he spent his life trying to communicate that to others. Right. And um, the musician, like we talked about Mingus, right? Yes. It, it was Mingus, the one. Right. I, I'm, I thought it was Coltrane or somebody no, else, no, but no, you told Mingus. me it was Mingus. Yeah, Mingus. said that the gene, uh, what was it again? The genius oh, is the one who um, knows how to make the complex simple or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Something, something yeah. to that effect. Right. 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 Um, you know, in, in other words, like, like Nietzsche said, you know, the, to, um, to communicate, seeks clarity. Yeah. Well, Mingus said, like, everybody can play a weird shit. You know, it's just it takes a, a genius to make complex simple. Right. I, I'm not. Sh maybe we're not talking about the same thing. Maybe in in a way, I feel like we are, but it's. it's I feel yeah. we are. Yeah. It's just we might have a different point of view. That's all. But we're definitely talking the same topic. Mm. This is like an example of like, you know, having a different point of view and being able to talk. Not like what's going on in the world that we can't even share, you know, our different point of view on the same topic. <laughs> you, uh, the world's becoming intolerant of, intolerant of points of view, you, yeah. you feel. Yeah. It's been like that for, I think, at least a decade now. Mm. I feel. Yep. Definitely. Or even more. I say 15 years. 
Definitely in Thailand. It's so it's hard to judge because we haven't lived in a time of mass media, mass social media before, and so now we have like access to everybody's like what frankly many people would say should be private thoughts but they refuse to keep them private <laughs> well, i don't know <laughs> i'm joking I, it's true joke. it's true that's a joke <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not keeping our thoughts private obviously no, Here we are doing i mean a fucking it's, it's not the purpose <laughs> it's not the purpose to keep our thoughts yeah, yeah, private yeah i mean what is a private thought we won't be mentioning it in the first place mm. i think now i mean just you know there's a lot of bullshit and trolling on the internet but let's let's cut that shit out and we talk about like information that um has been able to be so widespread in a in a blink of an eye you know like i, I if i blink now you know some people are reading about fake news or real news mm-hmm. getting information constantly as we talk Yeah. new things are happening you know so you know on the fly spontaneous like everything is going on yeah yeah and we so, can choose to know or not you know right uh yeah this is so this is um what i've noticed like from talking so i had like a long conversation with my mom um the other night and uh she's <laughs> she's not a particular fan of the podcast but she i think she had the wrong episode she <laughs> She was, sure. she'd, she'd had a couple of glasses of wine and she said it's not very good <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 feel, I feel it's that's what I it's, it's, a, it's a good feedback I yeah, love that yeah, yeah. I, I think I, she, I think she I've tried to um, persuade her to listen to the episode with Yao I think she'll like that one you're funny you're funny I mean like I'm not trying to let my my mom and dad listen to this podcast at all. Oh well, my dad, I hope would uh, dig some of it at least. Uh, Even though my mom and dad try to ask me how to how to listen to it, mm. and I showed them in their iPhone, I still feel skeptical. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> okay, so the reason I was talking about my mom is because you said that um, you know all of this uh, this stuff, it, fake news, etc., media. So what I've noticed is. Right, my mom obviously she's on Facebook and everything else as well. And so, if like if I talk to her about um, politics or what's going on in society, mm. and if I like talk to her constantly, I can feel that I'm I can feel that I'm having an influence on, right. um, you know, on how she perceives things, how she how she judges what's going on, mm. right? But if I don't have a conversation for a while. And I, I don't talk to her, and all that she's getting is coming from like uh, certain news channels, certain Facebook circles, etc. Right. I can feel her consciousness, her, her uh, like opinions, being shifted, like sh- really shifted far from my position. And I'm, I think, wow, you know, you, you you have to have. This is just what's happening with every, with almost everybody in the world. Some True. people have a resilience against it because. Um, maybe they have the like uh, the background, or I I don't know. It, some some kind of you know ideological underpinning that help, helps them reinterpret everything that they come across mm-hmm. and not just take it at face value. But I you know like when I when I realize what how, how this shift can happen, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It scares me because I realize that this going on on a scale of billions of people all yes. around the world. Holy yes. fuck! Yes, yes, 
Isso. People are being manipulated. Feeling that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know that's why education is so important. You know, and that's the purpose of internet. Like how fast you can dive in into knowledge and you know things that you you seek, but. There's a, there's another side of it too that you can end up like learning some really fucked up shit mm. because there's a lot of things. It's depend on the question now. You see, the the question of how you want to know your answer, like the way you ask. Yeah. Mm. Like, there's 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 some good example. Like if you type about something. The same topic, but in a different que form of question, a different link will popped up. Let's t let's say like mushroom. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. like like if you say like, is it good to eat like <laughs> like elephant, uh, you know, elephant shit mus mushroom, you know, or like what is elephant shit mus mushroom? It's totally different uh, answer that you're gonna get. You know, right? And when you ask, like, is it good? They were like, you know, or is like you say, like, is there a good sign of eating an elephant shit mush mushroom? There will be like, you know, <laughs> like links that say yes, it's okay to, eat. you know, it's good for you, which doesn't really explain it. Or if they do explain it through that link, it's usually you know pro to like eating elephant shit mushroom. You know, but if you ask like, "What is elephant shit mushroom?" Is you know the different link will come up for sure. So, you guys at home, do you understand? <laughs> uh, there are people that um, compete with each other to try and find the shortest phrase that you can type into Google that won't produce any search results. Huh? They're they're slow, slowly disappearing from the world because there are That's sites that auto, auto generate phrases yeah, just to be just right. to be the only phrase right, thing there. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man. Yeah, huh. but that's how how the world is, and you know, <laughs> they try to simplify it, simplify it. We try to complex it. I tell you what, s since Casey sent me quite an interesting article, I was just going to try and introduce the thought that I got from uh, the, the what I understood from reading. Yeah, sure. Which wasn't the book. I only had like the, this opportunity to read this review of the book. But basically, the it was um, one one idea, like one strong idea in there was this idea that. Um, In the climate, and then the cr climate crisis, there are these feedback mechanisms, and they can be either like negative or positive. So basically, um, a negative feedback mechanism would bring the climate back to equilibrium, and uh, a positive feedback mechanism would be like runaway, like runaway ice melting and this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the article, because it was a psychoanalytical article, it was in a journal of psychology. They would. Uh, it was arguing that there are similar mechanisms, like in the human psyche. Mm -hmm. So we have, which is makes perfect sense because, right? We already talked about this. For example, mm -hmm. a runaway, a runaway loop, a runaway positive feedback loop is you start to get depressed and you mm -hmm. and you tell yourself that you're shit and it's and it makes it worse. Mm -hmm. You know right, what I mean? Right. Whereas a neg whereas a negative feedback is you try and. Your yeah. something in your psyche counters what's going on and stops you right. uh, from be 
becoming an addict or something or other, you know. So yeah. positive. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there's... What uh, I'm stuck on is the loop part. It sounds like a loop. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're so just looking for, <laughs> You're just looking for an excuse to get lube into the conversation. Well, we've definitely learned something about your psyche. I know. No, nothing new. Nothing new. Nothing new, but, but I just got to, you know, I just, I just want to lube shit up. Freud would have loved you. You'd have been like the ideal subject. I know. I know. I feel like me and him, we, we are connected, even though... I, I don't really like that motherfucker. <laughs> but well, me neither. Anyway. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> anyway, mm. hold on. Were you finished? What, was I finished? Um, no, I had some. Yeah, more. yeah. Please. I mean, you. You. I mean, I was interrupting you with my loop. <laughs> I tell you what. I'm gonna read this. I'm, I'm gonna try and read this short paragraph. From this, uh, from this review of this book. Is that acceptable? Yeah, why not? Sure, okay. Well, not? So, the concept of self-organization from complexity theory can be seen operating in the mind, right. in society and in the natural world. Mm. Self-organization emerges from complexity when mm. a system senses a change in its environment. An army of ants, a shoal of fish, operates by a swarm intelligence with no central command structure. Each part senses and responds to its neighbor. Self-organization emerges from these multiple interactions. Mm -hmm. Likewise, human culture and society grows and emerges from multiple interactions at micro and macro levels. Right. Psychologically, free association and dreams can be thought of as governed by self-organization through unconscious, non-linear, lateral connections in the infinitely complex network of potential neural connections within our brains. Mm-hmm. Now, anyway... That's, so that's putting together the two ideas of like complexity, self-organization, and then, um, you know, uh, the, the correlation between what's going on in nature and then in, in the mind. That's just, a, that's just, a, this is what, what Casey sent me. At, I don't know, you know, for uh, me, I don't feel like that's anything new. Uh, no, true. Uh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about Casey. I'm talking about like what, what this guy just wrote. It's just right. like... Yeah, I feel like I don't know. You guys at home feel like is is this something new to you? Um, the new is in the. Um, it's not, not that it's new, but like the, I think the reason complexity theory is gaining traction right now is because we the world, our universities, our in our effort to understand what's going on in society is kind of failing because when we try and analyze it from, you know, traditional like economic or political theory, it, it's not sufficient to explain what's happening in social media and all of this kind of stuff. Whereas this, this self-organization, this uh, complexity idea does, does like look a little bit more like I what we start to see out there now. I understand, but I feel like some of the people who... who fail to see what is going on in society or trying to understand by reasoning something, you know, negative or whatever into it, fail to see that they themselves don't understand uh, or fail to really understand themselves that they uh, had grown up from, you know, a society that limits them from from understanding the the growth of the society the society in the first place um i've got you but in this way of understanding things it's not like 
okay, here are the here are the powers that be controlling society and making decisions, um, you know, consciously. Mm. In this in this view, things are happening under the control of nobody. Nobody's controlling this. No, it's in 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 the let uh, what he just what you just read from the code is like the uh, the lateral, um, right? Right. Yeah, which is in the mind is in the con um, the subconscious mind of a human being mm -hmm. that they are governed in the micro uh, macro, uh, uh, right? Macro, mm. Yeah. Organism. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Because I mean, sim sim to simplify this in a way for me is like we human are a animal of like a, a being of you know community thing, right? I mean, we social beings, yeah, social yeah. beings. So I mean, to survive in a jungle, which is a concrete jungle or anything that we are right now, is like you know we have to we have to find a way that to survive, mm. and that's. In the macro subconscious, we do that to survive, to be to fit into a society, to be able to play a song, to be able to you know get to the goal in our life that we have set on. So, I don't understand what's so complex about it. Oh well, fair enough. Maybe you just understand <laughs> it better than anybody else. Hey, what? I, just, I, I don't know. I, I just I just don't know. Okay, let, can I like try and bring it towards music? Because I like to try and bring yeah, things towards sure, music. Sure. So I wonder if like something self-organizing and complex happens in jazz, especially if it's a band like Wayne Shorter's band, where they, mm. where that you know they will often start without predetermined. Um, You, you, you know they ha they haven't got a f form they're not necessarily playing a song or a set list or anything else they're just like starting okay. and listening and all right let's stop with that for okay. a minute okay yep. so we start with that okay in a Wayne Shorter quartet or in whatever musician he picked mm -hmm. he understood that they or know that those guys that he to play with him and support him in his uh, project has a, simi a similar ear mm -hmm. of understanding right uh, you know the cognitive things of, of what's going on now if you sit here with Herbie Hancock here yeah and you pick uh -huh. a fucking random guy from the street who doesn't even know what jazz is and you play a fucking uh, kind of blue album or even more a little bit more sophisticated play giant step mm -hmm. and herbie can understand what's going on the other guy doesn't know what the fuck yeah, it is right. you know and then this debate start mm. for herbie it's not complex right right for this guy it's like what the f is fucking uh what is this noise right You know, that's that's I, I seen it. I seen it. I seen this conversation going on in. Uh, oh, I was lucky um, when I was studying 20th jazz century in America and uh, back in uh, Pomona. In that class, we have a mixed students. It doesn't have to be a, a, a music student to study that class. Hmm. So you study about the how jazz has influenced the American society. So. It got to a point where we, we talk about avant-garde jazz. And at Pomona, uh, Bobby Bradford was one of the uh, leading 
a pioneer. He was alongside only Coleman before mm-hmm. Don Sherry, right? So uh, we get to a point where we, we start playing, uh, the professor played the uh, Bobby Bradford and Ron, uh, I forgot the uh, the name of the Karen uh, uh, something Carter. Clarinetist? Yeah. I think mm. it's Ron. It's not Ron Carter. No, I know you. Uh, Benny Carter, is it? Not Benny. Um, I know. It was I think Bobby I Bradford and something Carter. And uh, we, we'll find it in the YouTube. And yeah. we played it. And, the, you know, I, I understood it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Some other kids from other, you know, uh, faculty, um, uh, other, like, you know, computer science, politics, uh, particle science, was like, couldn't stand it. It was like, what is this noise and mm-hmm. all these things, you know. They, they just didn't like it. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have some kind of experience like, like this uh, after I'd been learning um you know after i've been learning music learning saxophone learning jazz a little bit for a few years already when i went up and i told you this before i told mm. i keep telling my friends i went up into the fo- into the jungle yeah. in the rainy season yeah. and heard this the insects and all of a sudden it just sounded like music it sounded yeah, like an yeah, orchestra yeah. it sounded like intelligible That's to me in a way that it hadn't been before yeah. you know yeah or you know for a trained ear with an open mind by the way a trained ear with an open mind can hear things beyond, you know, beyond our, ourself. Because there's a sounds that our ear cannot comprehend. Mm. Animal can hear, like dog can hear, like, you know, farther than us. And, but if we, we connect ourselves, that's why, like, you know, some drugs can enhance our, our hearing. For a blink of time, which I'm not going to say. I'm not endorsing. <laughs> and uh, it just opened your mind. It's about like being able to open your mind, your ear. But mm. like I say, man, there's, there's a, uh, it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes you use your knowledge to become so close-minded. I agree. Yeah, yeah right. That's and that's, that's, the, that's the dangerous part of, of being so knowledgeable. And it goes back to the things that we talked about earlier this uh, episode about people finding reason to be, you know, asshole. And a lot of times you you study so much, not for the contributing of a society, but to yourself in order for you to take advantage of other human beings. You know, you see, like, that's why, and, you know, in some, in, in some Thai society back, back in the old days, we said, like, you learn so that you know, you're not going to get used mm-hmm. or you use people. And, and there's some saying like that, you know, back in the old days, it's like you want to be naikon. So you want to govern, you want to be the boss of people, which it doesn't really resonate to today's uh, modern living. We don't want to be the boss of other people. Why should we be the boss of why should you be you know why should I be the boss of you or why should you be the boss of me so the, obviously some people do yeah, still still it's still very strong still, in, it is, in, in it some is. people in, 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 definitely in, in the Thai society but, but, but interesting that's interesting uh, I have heard this idea before and but that's interesting because in Thailand there's definitely a strong um, 
sort of uh, independence of like pr- like people love to do their own small business and be independent I've, right. I've seen so many people here start out working for someone and like they're super quick to get out yeah. and do something on their own yeah. if, they, if they can the That's only like, thing I, I would you know I would you know uh, agree to that is like you should be your boss mm-hmm. I don't want to be anybody else's boss I, I I hate the idea of that. I, I mean, don't like being people's boss either. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like being night or ing is just like being your, you know, your mm. your own boss. That's in Thai. But in the old saying is to be chao hon nai hon. So to be the lord of others, to be the boss of others. So yeah, but to be able to do that, it goes with the you know you want your kids to study hard. So that you can be the chao hon nai hon, right? Which is not fair. You you do kind of like cement uh, a thinking of like trying to be better than other people, but I think it's in the wrong way. Mm. You know, like when you walk around town and there's this like stereotype of people, you know, taking the garbage or people cleaning the street and parents looking down on them and say like, if you you know study if you, if you don't want to be like that you got to study hard it's mm. it's like this kind of stereotyping needs to stop because it doesn't happen in the modern uh society you know like in america you don't go and say like oh the garbage man is a lowly subject you know uh i mean oh, in, yeah. in in japan too right they have a right. appreciation for they have appreciation for for all sorts of different oh my god work. man it's honorable uh, to to do all any kind of work mm. that contribute to the society right and they don't take shit from you man i mean if you don't look in in japan there's rule like they're gonna pick up the trash on wednesday let's for example you got to separate the trash if you don't you would get a complaint. You would get a fucking like A4 poster printed of your fucking ta- uh, trash bag, you know. Well, this, this is <laughs> this is the subject of uh, you know Luke Luke John the, the book I've just mm-hmm. been translating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know about education mainly in Thailand and yeah. and how um, right it became just what everybody had to do get a degree so that you could be do some sort of high profession and yet and yet there are, there are no jobs in general for most of the people that have these degrees right. and, and people that are right. dependent on their parents even more than that you know the trash collector yeah but what what parents are failing and i and i'm saying this because i've been a teacher before and i strongly admired teachers but parents are misunderstanding that the kids are going to learn everything at school. Mm. They will learn a partial part of what school is. It's depend on the parents to make sure if that thing that they learn from school will will continue onwards. There's 24 hours in a day. You let the kids spend at the school eight hours at most. There's 16 hours left. Mm. So it depends on the parents too. Well, you just referred to this like a second ago, and you have in previous podcasts. But a lot of traditional knowledge, which was good knowledge, yeah. has been thrown away right. 
in, you know, in that in that older <coughs> knowledge, there were some bad concepts like Nikon or whatever, like you're talking about, that maybe was negative in many senses. But there was also some good stuff. Oh, definitely. And with definitely. you know, like as the West has seen in industrial revolution, in industrialization, and during the industrial revolution, all of the traditional knowledge was like thrown out, mm. lost mm. by the society. Mm. And the same thing has happened in. Uh, Asian countries in Thailand, like mm. with the Westernization, the sort of incoming of like Western capitalism, right. etc. A lot of like good traditional knowledge is like gone. This n like new ideas have like overtaken too quickly, and people haven't seen that they were of little value until mm. it's too late. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because because it, these forces, these big sort of economic and political forces, mm. overtake people, overtake cultures. I mean, right, right. And then that's why you start seeing conflicts between the old and the new in the uh, in the Thai society now. You know, with the kids now, with the COVID. You know, the COVID kind of just like magnified the knowledge of how kids can get into internet, and they can learn so much faster than mm -hmm. uh, the old. You know, like. I told you about all these things about how kids are so smart mm. in in adapting because they are so they at their age they are the age of serving. It's the parents that limits that observation, or mm. really uh, you know grow put a growth into that observation of curiosity and knowledge. You know, mm. and that that's the key. I mean, you know, was there referring to my mom earlier but that's the key isn't it to like finding to making use of like the internet etc is learning how to find good information on there right, it's not like because right. there's like so much yeah. obviously yeah but if you don't know how to sort it sort yeah. through it yeah you don't know how to how to it's scary man i mean yeah, it's scary then you're really i saw lost. some really bad example like uh parents just like throwing ipads in you know into child's face and just let them play games and Oh, I'm not saying games a bad thing, but I can see like uh, positive side and negative side. Mm. Like from my friend who has like uh, he's also a gamer and a, uh, uh, a a video game caster, and his kid, his uh, his daughter also a video game caster, mm. and so he's he's governing. He's go he's overlooking like you know the safe way on how to nurture his kid into a new modern uh, uh, world the new uh, you know that brave new world we are facing mm. and there's this other parents who working hard making a lot of money but they don't see the uh, kids or when they get home they just want to spend time alone and just throw a fucking iPad in them and not play with them mm. it's sad and they come to the school expecting the teacher to solve everything mm. for them right it doesn't make sense Yeah, you're you're saying a lot of stuff that John Dandaya said. Actually, yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's sad that people like Pete Joan has to write about this, mm. but it, it it's much needed. But it's not a new you know new thing, right? The old teacher, you know, the teacher that <laughs> that has given up so much life to. To the kids, like 30 years of teaching, have seen so many generation comes and goes. You know, some you know comes and go to you know 
when they were so young and left as a man, going to the world, become a prime minister, and all these things. They see things, you know, and we think like we know better than them, which we, in some case, in other aspect, we do. But the core and experience of life is something that the new generation, or me, need to understand and need to, you know, at least give an honorable, you know, mention or something to a respect to the people that are still living, the old, you know, the seniors, the things. This is the 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 the, the core of Thai um, society. Okay, but we don't need to be respectful to an asshole. Mm. No matter what age he or she is, right? But we need to be respectful as human beings, you know. Like, yeah, and for them to have like uh, gone through things before us, gone through the trenches, there's something that we need to be able to learn to be open-minded and listen. Do you think it's like valuable to have a connection as you've had, like, to two cultures? Um, so It helps because you because you get the opportunity to like have a relation comparison it helps. between them it helps you know. but my parents and you know my aunts my my family the people I met helped nurture me to who I am today people even though may get the same exposure as me but doesn't ha- doesn't have the same family connection mm. could be derailed into something else as well mm-hmm. we don't know yeah right And I because I seen it. I seen kids that you know went abroad, come back and didn't even learn a fucking word of English. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that's why I'm okay. I understand you, but what I mean is, uh, I'm implying that if if you have a connection to two cultures, then you definitely, definitely, you know what I mean. You see, you, you pro- see the comparison. You know the language. Otherwise, you haven't had that connection. Right. You, you've just gone and like failed right. to connect, or right. for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. Right. Sadly, mm. you see that a lot. Yeah. No, I've seen that. Yeah. I've, I met people. I've been quite surprised. This, people have come back from like, two years abroad, and, <laughs> but s- sometimes it takes a while. Like I remember, uh, it does. It does. Not really, because I remember um, there was a guitarist in A's like first band, uh, the cool band, and he like went to Australia, mm. and I, I saw him like at the Riverside. He gone to Australia. He'd been there like two or three years. He came back, and uh, he didn't sound like he'd taken to it totally. You know, yeah, yeah. maybe he didn't love it at first or something, and it didn't sound like he'd gotten. Um, you know, le- learn English all that well, and then I saw him like another three or four years later, mm. and he sounded like an Australian, and mm. he was like he had double pers- he had an Australian yeah, kind of like yeah, character to him. Definitely. I thought, oh man, now he's really enjoying it. And yeah. He's gotten into it. Yeah. That it takes time. Yes, yeah, it, it can take time. Yeah, you know, we we have our own growth. We are our own tree. Mm. We are, have our own seed of, you know, we don't get the same rain, the same sunshine. You know, we can't be at the same height. Even though, <laughs> even keep, though I, keep it going, sing yeah. More. <laughs> even though I want to have as long and tall as Paul, it's unfortunate that I can't. <laughs> I gotta make up for some, <laughs> make up for that for, through other things. <laughs> Full play. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Wow, where? How? <laughs> how do we get into yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting. I was actually going to ask if, uh, uh, because we'd been sort of like half promising to do a proper, properly researched Northgate episode, but I was, I was wondering, 
if we even need to maybe we could just you know try and have some people in bring russell in and me and you could just like you know uh What do we really need to research it with all the time we spent in, in that we place? We gotta bring Russell in. We gotta bring Opal in. Well, yeah, and right, we can exactly. see them fight. No. Uh -huh. <laughs> I would look. Hey, I'm putting a bet on <laughs> word yes. fight. Wouldn't that be uh, interesting? Would that be a little bit too out there? Having four microphone? Um, nah, it would be interesting. Get Opal and Russell in. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's dual. I, I've tried on the radio to have a lot of people. You, you have to have um, four people that know each other and have some patience. Oh, can, we, can we go, know each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We know each other. It can, uh, <laughs> it can definitely go wrong. I've uh, experienced it going wrong when you try and have four people talking at the same time. That's just stupid <laughs> why yeah. would you have four people talking at the same time you know what i mean not at the same time <laughs> just let's just say with four microphones turned uh -huh. on and uh, yeah anyway oh shit <laughs> do i hear a foursome going on here foursome <laughs> we need a lot of lube for that <laughs> that's a golfing term as well you know by the way foursome really yeah. well foursome four ball yeah Definitely four, four balls. Four balls. <laughs> Do you like that one as well? <laughs> Not four balls, well, four ball. Well, golfing is another term for something else too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the Scots have some really interesting ideas. Mm. <laughs> yeah, sticks and <laughs> balls, balls. <laughs> and, and no and no underwear. Yeah, and haggis, uh, uh, haggis, and yeah. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah what else um what else well no that's why i'm asking you do um so we can yeah we can have a paw and russell on and who, whoever but um what about just uh can we just talk about the northgate Uh, we can. Or you want to like kind of save it into some special event? There's not really something special about it. <laughs> no, it is a lot of special thing we can talk about it. It's just like oh. it would be so more meaningful to have like people that they were there at the beginning, yeah, including agreed. me. I mean, I was there at the beginning, but yeah, 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 agreed. But you know, Opal and Russell really, really were the core of it at the beginning. You know, and Opal, we have all this bullshit story that he can tell and you know and we can have another guy saying it's like another another <laughs> another truth <laughs> another you know like a double fact check on the on the spot yeah. yeah i wish we could get andreas over here get him in the studio that would be fun <laughs> that would be too much fun <laughs> i think having andreas in, <laughs> in this room is just too much fun <laughs> i mean I don't think even three microphones is, in, you know. We get him, we, uh, Andrew. If you're listening, we get you a snuff. We get you some snuff. Some he snooze. Needs, he needs to be in, in another room with his drum, uh. <laughs> and we can talk in this room. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. Um, I mean, I spoke to Jimmy yesterday. He'd done his first podcast. Not, it's not his own podcast, but he'd been invited on somebody's. Oh, okay. talking about music. Music. Uh, yeah, talking to musicians. I think. They picked the right guy. Yeah. 
Uh, he but he said he'd um, it was the first time that he'd been able to correctly picture what we were doing because before he just like had this <laughs> hit mine and your voice in his head and like no sort of idea of what kind of room or space or mic you know the situation and yeah. now he's sat in a room it probably didn't look like this exactly but you know tape microphones etc so yeah. he kind of ah. Oh, This is how it works. Yeah, with a mic in your face, you know what to do. Mm. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, to summarize, or not? To summarize. Is there other topics that we can get into? I don't. I mean, I, we could get into anything. I don't have anything in particular else um well because I, I, i was just going to ask you you know uh, yeah that's was my question uh, should we talk about the north gate in in a way like to lead up this, to a bigger thing i mean uh, in this episode yeah just yeah, like a little sure bit. sure why not i thought yeah i thought you were just asking we can like, we could like make it an intro you know like a sure you know sure, what i mean like sure a, so what would you want to talk about well i yeah just gonna ask you because i came to Northgate like a, a little bit late I think I'd, I missed the first year of the Northgate I think I was there in like the second year really? yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know how you couldn't I did I missed like almost the whole first year I did that was the most fun I don't know how I really to be don't honest, know honest the first year of Northgate was the most fun shit anyway there you go um, well lots of other stuff was fun I had fun too oh yeah, yeah I mean but, it's just a cumulative but Yeah, I, I mean, know, I heard stories. I mean, you go now, right? You see Northgate now with new PA system, with all the new shenanigan going on, new bars, new fucking beers from imported <laughs> beer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> signs and all this shit. I mean, uh, so we're talking about back in the early days oh when, God, when, when almost everything was borrowed from Rudy yeah. or someone else. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the first drum was from Patrick. Patrick, a um, uh, good friend of uh, Russell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Patrick and Russell used to play together. Uh, uh, Patrick plays drum. Russell plays the whatever he's heading. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, they were the first uh, uh, jazz gig I, I played with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how, that was before Northgate. So it was Patrick, Russell, uh, Oh, you played with them before Northgate? Yeah, before. Oh. before. I know them before. I know Opal before I know... Uh, well, I knew that. But I, I knew that, but I didn't know that um, you'd played with Russell and Patrick before Northgate. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, well, there was this one special I knew gig. you were playing with Kevin before, but I didn't know well, you were playing oh, with... No, Kevin was way later. Three years later before Northgate. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, no, 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 no. No. Hold on. The Northgate start, and I... I play with Kevin just before Northgate start. Oh, okay. Yeah, for a year before Northgate start. But I play with Opal through the uh, Payap Big Band. Mm -hmm. That's how I knew Opal. <laughs> and after that, I, th I think he just came back from New York. And um, after that, uh, you know, we just we we hit right off at the um, <laughs> at the rehearsal and. Opal just like asked me, "Do you want? Hey, there's a gig coming up. Do you do you want to play?" <laughs> I was like, "What? What gig? Okay." <laughs> and that's how I was 18. You know, just came. You know, came from Bangkok. 
And Pitong, Pitong was a bassist. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know him, he's, a, he's I really miss Pitong uh, bass. He's like another level of like, you know, Shao, right? Yeah. Shao and Pitong is just like more sen. Mm-hmm. More send than Chow, and just straight on like, you know, I think in a in a more like manga anime type way, he's like the Buddha hands of you know base. Uh, so it's like base of hand of God. Let's just say uh, because he wrote the song. He he after he uh, he became a monk, right? And and that and then he got out from being a monk and he came back to play bass. He wrote a a song called if I'm not mistaken, Satukan or something like that. It was a it was amazing, man. I wish we have like uh Where is he now? Nobody knows. Sometimes he used to play at Susanan like I heard that I, I might have like I maybe had heard him once. I don't know. It's hard to remember. Oh, my God, remember. man. Before Pitong was the man, you know, like, play with Peter, play with, um, uh, what's that guy? The trumpeter. Thorsten. Mm-hmm. Play with Thorsten Woman. Mm-hmm. Pan was on drums. Pan, oh, it was great, man. Amazing. Amazing team. Um, yeah. So, at that time, <laughs> my first gig, we have Patrick, Russell, Opa, me on guitar, and Pitong on bass. And <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Shit. Man, we were going to have a rehearsal. And I think Opa just took me to this, like, really shacked up, like, reggae bar. In some random part. Not God but you. Not, not God but no, no, it was so before. before I don't know. I, I don't think... They, I don't even know what they call back then. It was just like this. Re- this rehearsal space is so reggae mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> yeah. now, it's yeah. so like we, there's like fucking. I don't know what the fuck it is. You know, it's like a fucking twilight zone. It's the first time I ever been in a different like <laughs> uh, rehearsal space, which is not rehearsal space. It's like a fucking bar, and it's like it's so like it's black lighted. So I feel like I've been there. It's like yeah, you, you it's black lighted, so you turn on the light, it's fucking black light, and you see all these fucking things on a fucking wall. Mm. No there's no white there. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny seeing like Patrick and Well whose place Russell. was it? Was it, it wasn't Vice Place? Don't know. I don't know who it was. <laughs> and there's this guy Norman who's like maybe fifty I don't know, it's like sixty something years old. Old as fuck. Plays the Karenet. And I think he's Canadian. Come for a gig. <laughs> so funny, man. It's just so surreal. <laughs> like the first gig is with, with this like semi-legend Karen it is from Canada or America. For God who knows where. And we play at like the uh, uh, near the uh, Chiang Mai Sioux, you know? Uh, I don't know what. Yeah. But yeah, it belongs to the uh, Marshall or something. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we played there my first gig with Opal and the rest is history it just leads to you know fast forward to three I think three years later after Opal went through a lot of shit in his life and traveled a lot jammed with so many people 
travel around the world, he decided to open Northgate. Yeah. Mm. It changed everything because before then, everything was at the uh, fucking um, walking street. Before Northgate, people that wanted to play jazz, you know, what, like playing on the on the street. Yeah, playing at the walking uh, Sunday walking street in in a restaurant or just like right on the street. Right on the street, everybody bring their own shit and you know, mm. it was just a get together kind of thing. But it's mostly Marsh Hall kind of thing. It's like the Marsh Hall community mm. coming together, or the Warren community and all the stuff. Payab has a different different society. Mm-hmm. But because of Opal coming to the uh, Paya Big Band rehearsal back then, was the Gap uh, closer. He merged the Gap, mm-hmm. and I think that was a really vital time to because we were hungry, you know. Our age at that time, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Oh my God, we were so hungry. Opal was hungry too, but he was way older than me, like maybe six years. Oh, no five years older than me yeah. mm. so he was more hungry than me I was just like there to like you know wanting to learn like to really understand music before I can break it you know <laughs> so yeah pretty much that's how Norgated started oh that's the background of, for me for me yeah. well yeah. with me anyway yeah we play for free if anybody know and see all this documentary like Northgate like start with like people bring like asking for donation to <laughs> shares and shit Opal went and play play at a you know a restaurant or who's who's giving out chairs you know selling chairs and he would like trade in for like uh, you know a song or an hour of playing free mm-hmm. so he can get the uh, share yeah you know tables and share for uh, for Northgate and you know the backdrop there it was him painting and his friend painting you know all the people helped out we were all there man it was just it was just a beautiful thing to see a lot of people don't see this but a lot of Opal got a lot of doubters naysayers about Northgate I I can believe it yeah because um some I don't like I don't know how I managed to miss Northgate for so long yeah because um, I tried to like check out other places that had jazz in yeah. in town and they'd like there's there'd been a couple of attempts but they'd done it in a kind of like loungy old school way and yeah. it hadn't worked yeah it didn't work the only place that was working was the gallery that was the closest thing to a jazz bar that you can expect right. people go and people don't I mean but people enjoy like brasserie more or good view or riverside because it's in that area right mm. but you know people that choose to go to the gallery would know what they're getting they mm. they get you know ajante and kubel and and they would get me which was another band and boys uh, uh blues band yeah. on other nights so it was only three nights uh, three bands that were playing each night and then Kevin's uh, band, the the City Guru, were were forming, and they were missing a a chord, a harmony player, and they saw my band, and they and I saw their band. I was like, whoa! They don't even have chords and shit. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Four guys, but you know, and Rick was on bass. Uh, God bless him. He's he's passed already, but 
Yeah, it was a good time, man. It was, I remember I, I was really fond of the first year of Northgate because you see the heart and soul of how, how each of us put in to collaborate a simple so a who, simple idea. Who else was there in that first year? Uh, who else? Louise. Louis. Dang. Dang, right. Dang mm -hmm. was there. Gone. Uh, who else? Pat, well, I already say Patrick Russell. Pino. Pino was there. Um, well, people, well, people like Vincent, with it, they come at any they time? They come and like go. They come, come, come and go, and go yeah. yeah they know, they, that's how they we met it, because yeah. of Northgate. Yeah. That's how we met. Um, yeah. Travis, not Travis. They, come, they all came after it reopened. Yeah. It was it was fun time. You know. A lot of people. A lot of people like a lot of band helps. Del Ritmo, the whole Del Ritmo group. Um my band. Uh uh Kevin's band. Who else? And Opal's band. It was just that Rudy was always the one who, you know, Rudy was out. there from the beginning, right? Yeah, definitely yeah. there from the beginning. <laughs> Just thinking of it, just know how, how far we came, man. I mean, after Northgate opened, a lot of shop closed. Kanasa closed. The Gary wasn't well, the same. Well, hang on a Kanasa was there. Before. I, I know, but like I, it was still there when I started going to Northgate, and it was still there for a little. So it must yeah, have but been they there. Don't, but they don't have like their, their usual like monthly band thing anymore because of Northgate. Oh. Well, uh, he won't no, say that. I, he won't say that, but why would you? I mean, if you... They try, but Northgate is open seven nights a week, and there's music every night. Yeah. No, but what I mean is... Okay, so I remember going to Northgate, and uh, there was still, like, for maybe, I don't know, for at least six months while I was going to Northgate, there were still, like, monthly gigs at Kanasa. So that must mean that they... Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying, like... Yeah. I, I'm not saying, like, they closed right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same same goes with the gallery. I mean, the gallery is still open, but it's not like the music thing has, you know, died. Hmm. Because, I don't know. I mean, after I left to America and came back and everything just changed, you know. Well, uh, you, what do you mean? After you went to America again, yeah, uh, and then, yeah. So what? Like after the first year, the yeah. After, after, three years, after three years, uh, no. After, yeah, actually, after two years, a Northgate open. Hold on, it was open. Yeah, two years open. I I I went to the state, came back, and helped and stayed for another year, and then I I went to Bangkok. Hmm. Yeah, but it was a good time, and it was so much fun. I mean, I remember Louis saying, like, we party so hard on the first year anniversary of Northgate <laughs> because we were so happy that it's still open. <laughs> that's, that's how remarkable, you know, it was. I mean, I remember the wild nights, you know, after I started going there, you know, and I, after I knew people, like, w well enough. You know, some of the hangs at the North Gate. Oh, my God. They were wild. Oh, my God. Chiang Mai was a bit wilder in those days in oh general. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> I can still remember some of the nights. Like, there's this A-list star I'm not going to talk about. And we were, like, 
paint the, t- the town red together and I vow myself never to fucking go anywhere near him again <laughs> well at least not when he's drunk uh-huh. oh man that motherfucker he's uh-huh. a he's a dear dearest guy but when that fucking jack hit his slip man I know who you're talking yeah, about I know my god <laughs> oh my god man oh get out of town <laughs> oh man yeah that's so that's just like a glimpse of it but that's just like how it really start but you can ask more and more in depth of what you you think you want from me um well you know i was just trying to find out what i missed in those i you know those early day those early early days yeah i remember the first conversation we we had together with uh me and opal What who what music was getting played back then? Was like really more like totally improvised or no. were there with Opal? Were yes. there rehearsals or whatever? Or? There was a lot of rehearsal, but only with Opal. Opal wanted a guitarist who can support him, and he still does. But uh, back then, there weren't many people who were willing to go where he wanted to go musically. Very free, you mean? Yeah. He didn't understand. I wanted to do it because I wanted to to understand that genre myself, and that's why I went to America because I was getting to study with uh, Bobby Bradford, and that's how I've been really because I really want to be able to say like the other doctors, you know, playing avant garde jazz or f- free jazz in general is already uh, a taboo in 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 a lot of. Uh, conservative minds and you know mm. it's just like the things that I want to be able to back things up I I want to be able to explain what I'm I did you know and I I had to say it was a it was I have to thank Opal for that too in in like he was searching for things that he didn't understand he was just searching for sounds mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah he would cause some of his scale his own scale which is not it's well um <laughs> it's not his scale. electric guitar <laughs> electric guitar and uh, saxophone have something in common which is that there's a universe of sound to explore in the in true in there. true you know there's like almost no limit to the different kind of sound you get out of electric guitar because of the equipment especially that you now, can use yeah especially now and, and then, it goes for for saxophone too but yeah. it got to a point where like now we are entering a, a time of hybrid if you understand what that is i mean hybrid yeah. playing so right. meaning like uh you fuse uh electronic and acoustic together right so that's how that's how it goes it's depend on like you really want to go there because it does takes a lot of money a lot of investment but it's also very rewarding it i think in a in a term of like searching for new sounds and uh getting out of the box mm. but some people use it as like a scapegoat right. to be able to like make something vague and just you know uh, launch it make something impressive without having learned not really impressive just like making something really fast and just like mm-hmm. oh this sounds good let's do it <laughs> it's just like well <laughs> you know this is a thing like when a guitarist want to get like a delay for say and 
they say like, oh, okay, I can just play two notes and it sounds like, you know, four guitars playing at the same time. But if you practice more, now I learned like, like the other day, I was able to rehearse a particular song who, which was inf influenced by a particular band. You know, I can't say it because I want to keep it a surprise. But it took me like maybe 15 years of understanding my way of playing and the effects of the guitar effects mm -hmm. that I can produce that sound in less, in less than one minute. Mm -hmm. That was, I was so surprised at how fast I can do it. You know, I was like, and then yeah. just fine tuning it. And there it is, you know. You know how hard that is? It's, it's so, it's so personally mind-blowing mm. for me, really. Because I feel like, man, at that time, if I, if I go back 15 years ago, I was searching for the sound. It was so hard to get. Mm. But um, now you can do it with a, you know, a, a snap of finger, man. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, saxophone is also like a you know place where you can just play and explore, explore sound. You can find so many sounds in there, so much harmonics. Um, and I, I always like when I think about this, I always think because Pharaoh Sanders is one of the exemplars of finding sound in a saxophone, right. not of uh, right. uh, not of like playing lines or or complicated ideas but of, of of discovering like sounds in the saxophone and um and John Coltrane said about him that he had like a an unusually strong will and I feel like that's it because when sometimes when um I'll be like trying to find sounds in the saxophone it's only in those moments where it, like you sing it and you hear it in your head so strongly and then it, that's the time that it will come out of the horn right when you're like so connected with your your mind and the instrument right. if, if you're just like messing around trying to find something interesting mm. you you won't find it mm. yeah man you know that's a beautiful thing about Northgate it was the place to find yourself it still is it's a place to find and explore and just like experiment and try something new not afraid to fail mm. it's a place it's a safe haven for failing yeah that, that's what I feel that's what it gave and uh, it should be that's, that's how I be managed to start becoming a musician because all, all, you know all of the great musicians around me like are pushing me to go out there and basically not mind failing yeah in a, in a way yeah don't, they don't didn't think afraid. of it they didn't think of it like that but you know like in uh, yeah that's how we I came to see it we support each other but we don't go and be like oh that was a good solo yeah <laughs> oh, fuck you <laughs> man the other night like there was this kid bless, bless their heart you know the youngster there and there's another youngster playing in a band and I was a sound engineer and I was listening to them soloing and then after the solo the, the two claps that were sitting as an audience and I turned to them and was like what the fuck are you clapping about <laughs> no it was generally asking what, what what were you clapping about hmm <laughs> because the solo was shit you know and I was like 
and you say, oh well, just giving them a good encouragement, being a good guys, give them good encouragement. I was like, okay, good, good for you, good, good, good for you. <laughs> it's so nice of you, you know. It's so nice of them, but in a way, I feel like it's good to like give an encouragement like that. But it's got to be like well deserved. Mm. You know, I'm not being an asshole here. No, no, no. no. I, I, like, I see where you're coming from. I remember I brought up a few episodes ago. What, what's the violinist's name? He's like one of the. Uh, oh, you asked me again. I forgot. Fuck. He's like one of the world's top violinists. Always. And, but he's got <laughs> anyway. Shit. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But he's he. Yeah, he has this thing. He's been doing this like YouTube series or Facebook series, right. and he basically he's basically arguing that it's. It's okay to give some encouragement, but you don't have to lie. You could, he said yeah, he's, basically, lie. he's basically saying, don't lie. I forget what, like some of his lines are, that's, uh, that's the nicest solo you made in the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, the, that's the best solo you made in this song. It's, I mean, he's not being cynical. He's not being sarcastic. He's, he's kind of, I don't know, I forget. You have to, you'd have to like, check out the real... Um, it's not cynical at all. It's just being honest. No, no, he wasn't being sarcastic. He was, no, he know. was, he was just saying, being, find a way to be positive. I know, I know. But it's, don't, you know, don't. It's just, uh, it's, it's just funny for me because yeah. it's so, it's so me. <laughs> but uh, I'm, not anyway. being, I'm not being sarcastic, you know. Yeah. I hate being sarcastic. It's just like people just won't be able, you're calling somebody sarcastic because you won't able to accept the truth. But actually, sarcastic people are cowards in a way too because they, they like to, you know, put something like they won't tell to you directly well anyway i you know <laughs> i appreciated uh i appreciated my mom telling me what she thought of the I, podcast i love it i love it i love it i mean i just i just love it man i mean that's how much you know you know that person loves you because they uh, yeah they don't you know mince their words yeah yeah oh that was great i i lo- i miss that i miss that you know working now I feel like people are mincing words around me, you know. I feel like people are mincing words around Opal too, with his status and all that shit. And when you talk about Northgate and you're thinking about, like, think back 13 years ago, of people not mincing their word to Opal at all, calling him a stupid ass, you know, like, doesn't know how to play the suck fucking saxophone playing like a fucking elephant all the time and you know all these things man i i remember all those words all those doubters and you know it's just it's just hmm. it's just a feel to me to prove everybody wrong you know like i dare anybody to come and and challenge to what i play because you don't understand what I'm playing. Doesn't mean I don't understand what I'm playing. You know, because I do understand what I'm playing. You know? It's just you having a problem with what I'm playing that we are discussing over something. Are you, you, know? are you saying that you, uh, you don't need another judge of yourself than yourself? Right. Well, I mean... I, I, I don't need it. I mean, people can judge all they want, you know. I don't give a fuck. I mean, it's just like the way, like, but you can't just come around and be like an asshole to me, you know, because I, I, I've been through that. Mm-hmm. And I don't have time for that. I'm just saying. That's how much Norke has taught me to see so many beautiful things in life. 
you know. But it also shows like how many jealousy and a lot of things that goes and how times kind of like change. Time changes, but people really don't change. But they hide things or they show things. Mm. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. So, uh, sometimes some people change. I would put it that way. Sure, but sure, not everybody sure. changes. Not everybody changes. Yeah. I mean, we can always. Nothing is absolute, my friend. Mm. Be water. <laughs> Not semen. Be water, my friend. Actually, we are all semen once. Uh, well, that's is that entirely true? Were we? Well, no, no? because I, uh, how can half like uh, half of you half of your makeup was maybe, um, but um, yeah. But you, that you, what, why say that? You like you were also an egg. Yeah. Right. I'm just picking. Yeah, you're just picking. <laughs> you so people can understand. So we don't have to go into more. Yeah, in you, you have your feminine side as well. You were also an egg. <laughs> sure, I'm an egg. I love eggs. <laughs> an egg. I love the feminine <laughs> signs, you though. I think I'm feminine, in a way. Um, Not hundred yeah. percent, but I am feminine. I mean, I pro women. We, hey, we, hooray. All, we all are. I anti domestic violence, especially anti- against women. Mm. I support women rights and equality. I suppose that that's not what I that's what I didn't <laughs> say last last week, which was um, you know how like you were going on about this gentleman stuff, and I was I, I didn't fully articulate uh, why why I well I'm not a girl. No, I, 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 like I didn't fully articulate what, why, if, if at all, I had a problem with that. Which is that I just wanted to say, you know, like, isn't it enough to be a, gent, I, a gentle human? I just want to be a gentle human. I don't actually want to think of, yeah, why, why do I have to be a gentleman? I understand because, what because you were the, saying. Because there's like baggage with that. With that like, uh, I understand what you were idea, saying, yeah. but I think we just, like I said, we try to complicate things that doesn't need to be complicated mm-hmm. because the core belief is there. If you're a gentleman, you already respect to other human <coughs> beings anyway. Mm-hmm. And you're not a woman. I'm not a woman. Are you a woman? How can you be a fucking gentlewoman? I don't understand. And why we have to talk about it? I'm not saying I'm a gentlewoman. I know. But I'm just saying, like... It's it's like of course we have to be a gentle human. Mm. I'm not, but the core belief that I was raised upon, there wasn't such words. Mm. And the core belief of it, it was so simple: is to be respectful to you know to women, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the core. And you see the, the 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 problem that I got a little bit angry because the problem is like the today world try to complicate things that doesn't need to be complicated oh yeah well now you're taking it back to the beginning of this podcast right yeah. so, complexity theory yeah so it doesn't need to be complicated something needs to just do it hey speaking of uh, that's what Arnold said speaking too. of uh, psychology archetypes mythics whatever guess what happened last night what <laughs> I, can't. I was driving to buy some um, 
weed? Cigarettes. Oh, just kidding. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> I was I was driving to buy some cigarettes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, on on the way to the Seven Eleven, I saw like a a fish on the road. Oh wow! Like in the market, <laughs> mm, right? Yeah. It was like so, and then I was so I stopped my bike. And like went back and had a look, and it was a catfish. Ah, yeah. Crawling along the road. Yeah, it happens. And I was like, "What the fuck? Where's he? Where's he come from?" Yeah. So, um, so, anyway, I went uh, to deliver the cigarettes to you know who. Yeah. And then I went back and uh, found the fish. He was hiding under um, a cart, some kind of trolley in the market. Ah. And I caught him, and took him to the river. Okay. Did you know that? Actually, they just like Doesn't recently. Want, he, he didn't. He, he didn't want to be in the river. He deliberately crawled out. No, the they river. wanted. They wanted to be in the river. They didn't want to be in the sewer. Right. They were in the sewer. But the thing is, like, they just they just make a research in Thailand that people a lot of people would release the uh, the catfish into the uh, to the river, mm-hmm. and it's actually a bad thing. Bad for the river. Yeah, because they they are bottom feeder, uh-huh. and they will uh, dirty the uh, actually dirty. The they make the river dirty. Yeah, dirty. Hmm. The fish that doesn't make the river dirty is the suckers. Suckers. Yeah, because they. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Uh, what I also didn't know is, and uh, Aoni told me this afterwards, is that catfish can sting you. Yes, I didn't know that. Did it sting you? No, so, it didn't. It tried. Oh yeah. Oh my god. It was pretty vicious little it fish. Was. It was. Man, man. I fierce saw. fish. Fierce. Yeah, yeah very really fierce. really fierce fish. And it tastes delicious. Yeah. It makes the fight even more delicious. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, there you go. A fish on the road. Yeah, so and, random. Uh, well, no, but like mythologically, like archetypally speaking, you know, you're a Pisces. Mm. This is like... The fish coming up, <laughs> wandering around, getting lost on the surface. Yeah, and somebody and t- released and me, I th- and I threw him back in the deep. Yeah, in the deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the right guy to do it. <laughs> I'm happy that you're the guy. <laughs> you, we always meet the man, and someday we meet the maker. <laughs> anyway, so there we go. Let's end it on that. The fish is back with all the suckers. <laughs> Good one. Until next time, guys. Yeah. Be well. Good night.